online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You're listening to BBC Radio 2. This is the Russell Brand Show. I am, in fact, Russell Brand. That's how I know it definitely is that show. I can tell because otherwise, well, I'll be here talking now. I am an Englishman. I'm not in New York on account of being a, I'm a legal alien. Let me tell you of a man who thought that that wasn't about an illegal alien. But what did you think it was about, Matt Morgan, co-host of the show? I don't think I ever said this, but a little alien. You did say it. I'm an alien. I'm a little alien. I'm an Englishman <laughs> in New York. That's what Matt thinks that song was about E.T. or Alf or some other little alien. Also here with us is Mr. G, Poet Laureate of the show. He will be writing a poem that will mention everyone who turns up here. Should be easier day because uh, only Noel Gallagher is coming. He's going to be in studio. Noel Gallagher, he's on his way in now, right? He um, sent a message earlier, Matthew. Yes. Going, um, he goes, oh, oh, he goes, I'll leave my house about nine o'clock, be there about quarter past nine. This is a text message. I'm just doing the accent yeah. to give it atmosphere. Be there about quarter past nine. That should give you a mat enough time to make snippy, snide remarks about my age and appearance. Mm. I goes, if you were going to give those due credit, you would be arriving around midnight. <laughs> he went, uh, very funny. You're dead. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> Something I goes, what, you're going to bring your guitar? I mean, it just carried on, Matt. Who knows? Just little remarks. This isn't very tightly secured, is it? I don't like that. Right, so oh. why are you here, and why am I not in LA, and what's going on? Are you meant to be in LA now? Oh yeah, you meant yeah, to leave yesterday. Forced me to come out. You like being forced out. Did all my washing, packed did all my stuff. I packed. I did. No, you I did don't pack. pack till the day before, you go anywhere, no. do you? Alright, don't Probably say that like morning. that, you don't even pack for yourself. No, I don't pack for myself, I get a lovely fella around who does it. <laughs> <laughs> Suspicious looking man he is, with a grudge against the West. <laughs> it's really funny, because when they go, did you pack these bags yourself? So don't be, uh, don't be bloody absurd. Oh no, yes, no I do pack oh, so bags that? myself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have to pretend I'm probably listening to all this. Yeah, well, if you are, big file on you, going through the bookie work, highlighting bits. And then those idiots at Customs found to notice I had about a pound of heroin right up my body jelly. The fools, you can have all the sniffer dogs you want. It'll take more than that to outsmart me. So what happened? Well, I got right. I had to go bloody America, New York. Got all the way there. I had a bit of headache anyway. As you know, Matthew and regular listeners to the show, I have to go into a special. We're live, incidentally, live from London. Uh, if you want to text us, eight eight two nine one. If you want to email, oh, no, unusual. Email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Remember, this is the best radio show in the world, almost officially now, because we are nominated for a Sony Award. Brilliant. Fingers crossed, we may win because we're so brill. Also, though, do you know two million people? Isn't show across listening to it live and listening to podcasts two million two million who would have known wow. there was that many sex pods out there in this crazy world that's a pretty pretty good number and they all need orgasms matt let's get out there matt morgasmo <laughs> just do the one million women start with those well perhaps it might not be one million anyway some men are all right what about david beckham <laughs> 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 don't mind if I draw it well. Come don't. on, get me a story. I'm getting on with the story. <laughs> right? <laughs> you were going to New York because you were doing the Letterman, do show. Letterman show. Go and do Letterman show. Tonight, David Letterman and Russell Brand. All right, it's going to be me on Letterman God. show. George Clooney, the other guest, me and old Clooney, we were bound to hit it off, weren't we, old Clooney poos? Hey, you know, Lacey Snowden, you're to work in TV with her. <laughs> Can't give you a cuddle, mate. <laughs> I like your suit, can I wear it? <laughs> yeah, do the 
break it I'll touch your leg <laughs> and then uh, guess what happened guess what happened I go to there and I have to go in my special room as you know because I'm a criminal <laughs> criminal I'm a dangerous bad man I could bring down the government who knows one day I'll do it yeah so he goes go in the special room as usual yes it was good though going in the special room because the woman there the police woman I'm now I'm a little bit famous in America I'm able to flirt with people in a position of authority hello love what this Why ends you in you being deported so hey <laughs> <laughs> now I'm famous, I can flirt with people. Don't uh, undermine my brilliant thing I've done! Come on. <laughs> I've done a thing! I actually don't know what happened, because I haven't spoke to you since then. I just got a text know, saying you've been work. deported <laughs> and not to go to Los Angeles. So I just tutted. <laughs> you just Carried like, on with my life. <sighs> I'm dreary. I imagine you potting a plant in a terracotta. <laughs> Boop! Don't go to LA, Russell's been deported. <laughs> Get these hide grangers going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they, I got there. They took me in the special room. Hand over, you hand over all the papers, you sort of stand there. And you swear, they're like New York, you know Hill Street Blues or something like that, or New York Cops? Yes. There was this woman who I imagine was called something like Rosie O'Grady. She was like, you know, and they're up on, they put them on a, the customs officers, the customs officials in the special room. It's like a, it's a, like a barren, steely waiting room that you're in with like right. sort of fixed rigid chairs and a picture of George Bush on one of the walls smiling benignly down at you then a high up counter to impose the authority of the officers behind which four or five of them stand dealing with different inquiries one of them curly haired sort of red haired woman called Rosie O'Donnell was talking to this bloke from Gambia not Rosie O'Donnell oh no not her she's, she's that famous. lesbian it was uh, Rosie O'Grady, and this one's called. She was like talking to this bloke from Gambia, black geezer with like a grey suit on, a bit too big. I could only see him from the back at this point, and she's going, "Look, I know you're lying to me. Don't give me that. Don't give me that BS." But she didn't say BS. She said, "I thought she shouldn't be swearing at this poor bloke." Look, I know you're lying. Okay, so when did you learn Arabic? When were you learning Arabic? Like that, asking like oh my being. God. Really intense to this bloke. Well, this ain't right. And then I was looking at him, and it was quite funny because I know it's like he had these big, daft, too big. Everything he was wearing was too big, right? <laughs> and like, he was wearing these two big white trainers, and like on them, the pattern, the design on the trainers was like of a hundred dollar bills, like, like as if that had been printed all yeah, over yeah. it. And then when he turned around, he was wearing a stars and stripes tie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring me to America! Oh, no. I'm gonna fit in just well here with my dollar boots and my stars. You ain't coming into this country you are going home you're going home no please no, was, oh my god it's an off sad she enough bullied him that woman do you think he normally wore that stuff and he's a big no. fan of america <laughs> do you think he thought i'll get in with this <laughs> who needs on. a passport <laughs> okay you can see from my documents that i'm a wanted criminal <laughs> and a terrorist but a quick glance at the old dollary boots revealed <laughs> i should be an old prime resident <laughs> <laughs> i just stood there it's well funny and then like they called me up it's my turn uh, okay mr brand and I had to sort of do a load of inquiries and stuff. And uh, were you silly, or do you just think, well, I'll be really I just serious? Act now. Completely normal. I put my personality. I leave it at the door. Do you know what I mean, just right. act like I'm a normal person with just a slightly irregular haircut. That's so all. You did say you flirted, though. That was with the woman who takes me to the special room. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's like just in that booth. You know, we're at the glass booth yeah. when you're going in. Turn off your phone, sir. That's so around the Can I borrow your tie? I'm having some bother. <laughs> okay, I think we can carry this off. If you just snip a little bit off the tip. <laughs> Perhaps you and I come off across as a regular couple of Uncle Sam's. <laughs> and then like, uh, so like, yeah, then they sort of like, they went, okay, so what's going They looked at my visa. My visa had expired, but I had a three-year extension. But that three-year extension that Disney had got me entitled me to stay in the United States. Disney? Disney. Is that where you're from? <laughs> Mine says UK on it. <laughs> Mine says Magic Castle. I'm from Epcot, so now. <laughs> I'm the mayor of Epcot. 
No, my, you know, Disney, they get you your feet. I'm like, well, Disney's land, where I'm from, they give you a three year extension on it, but that means you're not allowed to leave the country. If you leave the country and try and come back, you ain't allowed back in. And they could normally have wavered it, but because I'm a criminal, mm, dun, dun, mm, they wouldn't waver it because of like. You oh, idiot. That's your <laughs> fault. No, because I'm not a lawyer in charge of things. Then oh, sorry, mate, I've won that argument now. <laughs> yeah, perhaps I could be a lawyer in charge of things <laughs> with my brilliant debating skills and the obvious <laughs> choice for a life at the bar. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then I had to stay in that room. Yeah, they go, you have to get on the next... They go, hold on, we'll just go and check it out. We'll probably be out. And I saw all the time I was thinking, this won't happen. I'm bound to be allowed to go on the Letterman show. I would show. be thinking, I'm not allowed on the Letterman show. This is all going wrong. Throughout, I was just completely confident that everything would be fine. At <laughs> some point, did you go, but I'm on Letterman. But, 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 Cloney will have to talk for twice as long. <laughs> Cloney will run out of anecdotes. <laughs> he and Lisa Snowden were together a matter of months. There'll be nothing to speak of. So, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, nah, this will be all right. Then they came back and goes, no, nah, you've got to get on the next plane. The next plane, sorry, you will be on it. Do you then pay for the flight? That's what I was thinking. Yes! Well, actually, you know, they go, well, you usually would have a return. Disney had to pay for it. Disneyland, where I'm from, met the charges. <laughs> I went to the Disney embassy, met a lovely man called Mickey. He's very, very upbeat about something. Wore the most peculiar clothes to work. Oh, hang on, so... What did you, you must have had a tantrum. I didn't at any point have a tantrum. I really took it Zen style. I was like, I, I just practiced the principles of acceptance. Like, I have no oh, power. I mean, just situation. getting on a plane for nine hours, is it nine or ten? It's only, it's only like six and a half hours to New York, oh, is isn't it? it? But then you have to stay in that room for eight hours. And this other bloke come up to me. You know, right, sometimes, you know, remember the game from when we were kids, Guess Who, where you yeah. flip down things, Guess Who? Quite often, I meet someone who looks like someone from Guess Who, and when I do, I just, I call them that name. I can't help it. You remember the faces yeah. and the names? Peter, he's got like white ice creamy hair and quite sort of a bulbous nose and big lips. Claire, she's the one with the hat and glasses and a woman. If you get her, you're in a lot of trouble because, you know, once you say, is it a woman, then... He's a very lonely boy. Very lonely, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's very lonely, boy, sir. Right? And, and there's one man, Richard. He looks like... I see this I see this bloke. I know this bloke. He's called Peter, I think, or something. But because he looks so much like the character Richard from Guess Who, I can't accept that it's not him. <laughs> Always calling him Richard whenever I see him. Staffed, really, because I also realise that Guess Who is a... So how does he fit into this tale? Only from Tommy! Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. What was it? Because oh, I think I saw someone who looked like someone from Guess Who. Oh yeah, there's this bloke, this Egyptian geezer, come up to me. What is going on? I can't remember he spoke. How do you talk if you're from Egypt? Anyone That's know? Pretty good, I thought. How you good? I don't know. Sort of African-y sounding geezer came over and he had sort of like a bald head and a moustache and he sort of came over. Started piping up about his problems. And I had to, oh, Jesus, to me way about that room. I was helping others quite a lot of the time. Played with a baby. Everyone thought I was really cool and nice. What? What? So what if I Who played... Who says with... that about themselves? <laughs> played with a baby. <laughs> Knocked it over at one point. It's all right. <laughs> it do my own a bit, so I'm not brushed it over, <laughs> chat <chatter>, mate. <laughs> well, actually, I was nice to that baby. But you know, say you're playing with a baby and the parent don't know you're playing. Like, the, the parent's just holding the baby. Well, it's about three. Well, facing the other way. Exactly. You're pulling faces. At the baby. Mugging at the baby, and the, but then the adult saw me, and the adult didn't really seem that into my game at all. Like it didn't want the baby to be joining in, you know. Yeah. But me and the baby were getting on okay. Uh, ate some food in there. Well, yeah. this is uh, the, the wheels have fallen off this <laughs> no, story <wait>. now. <laughs> no, hold on, I'm gonna get it back. Then if I remembered, I got bumped down my traces. I thought. Ah! 
You shouldn't make jokes like that because they that'll put their back up. Hey, bad bomb. I mean, sex bomb, sex bomb. <laughs> yeah, my sex bomb. That's a really overly simplistic idea. I think sex, sex bomb, bomb, isn't it? Why? Well, you're my sex bomb. What, what would happen with a sex bomb? I don't want one. A yeah. bomb of sex. Mind you, it Great. would happen quite fast, wouldn't it? Like six times an hour. <laughs> Matt Morgan there, commenting on the filthy lies peddled in a paper. I did have it off with that woman, but oh, not no. six times it's in an funny. hour. I was with you when you read the article. I went, this is lies. I've never met her. I've never... Oh, hang on. No. <laughs> she had blonde hair. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember her. No, it wasn't six an hour. Six times an hour is not good. It's bad, isn't it? That means you're going, oh, well, A little hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Whippity little pummeling. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, Belle, <laughs> I'm gonna need to have a seat down now. Oh, but I just squeezed that one on my leg. <laughs> oh, I can push you. I can get it back in the bowl. It's holding onto a leg. Come on, come on, come on, I'm still going. I'm still going. Oh, that's my again. Oh, don't it's still stiff. Hey, I'll get it another chance. Oh, that's too sensitive now. Oh, Stop. no. It right. tickles. Go bed. You're making my leg kick out. <laughs> right. What was the truth about that then? The truth was this, Matthew. Me and you have been out all night. Me up on pure natural energy of God. You what? And some it was in the paper. It wasn't that. I'm asking about the story in the Look, paper. Look, I'm doing my thing here. I'm a professional. All right? What happened was, me and Matthew were out all night because we are pretty wild and crazy guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? We were out. And, like, we stopped. We're going around someone's house or something, like these sorts. And, like, and uh, he's, Matt stopped off to buy booze, obviously, at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> right? He stops off. He stopped off by booze. No, girl. No, don't interrupt this story, it's good. Right? So, like, uh, Matt goes in off to buy some booze. Comes back, I'm, I wait in the car, he goes, oh, there's you know, a story on the front page of the paper about you having it off with some bird six times in some one night or something. He goes, didn't you buy it? Went, no. Matthew, it's only a pound. My best friend. See you every day. Why? Why would you not? I don't know. I just thought you wouldn't care. We just saw that. If it were one pound investment in a story about me. And he didn't buy the Sunday Times when I was on the front of the culture of that. I was drunk. You were drunk. You know, it, was early. it was a terrible time of the day to be drunk. Okay, so uh, well, I'll tell you more about that, uh, Kiss and Tell. Lots of other interesting stories and whatnot coming up. But first, what do you want to listen to, Matthew? Zeppelin. Let's listen to Led Zeppelin. We've got all sorts of new. Noel Gallagher's already here. We'll keep him out of the room for a little bit because, you know, he's dominant, isn't he, once you let him in. He starts piping up. We won't be able to relax. Mind you, his bird's away. He goes a bit vulnerable when Sarah's away, I notice. Oh, is he? He's a bit more pliable, oh. isn't he? No, I'm not. I'm not pliable. Yeah, he's a bit pliable. <laughs> so, uh, like, okay. So, we've got Noel Gallagher coming up. Mr. G will be summarising the show of a poem. We've got your emails, of course. Uh, send us texts to the usual number, 88291. Or you can email uk. This show is for you because we love you. And, uh, Yes, we could get some money, me and my food, oh yeah, yeah, she gets some too. I'm here with Matthew Morgan, you right, mate? <coughs> Very well. You couldn't Good. do something a bit longer, you saw I was walking over there. I didn't know what you were doing. Well, I wasn't actually you... looking at you. What were you doing? Coughing, doing one of your drawings? No, I haven't done a drawing at all Because you ain't got a pen and that's why you're clasping your hands like a little <laughs> nan. You should see him with his hands folded all neatly. I just put my hands on it until we're ready to get into a drawing. Here is an email, it's from Katie, hello Russell, Mafu and Mr G. Just thought I'd email you to tell Matt to stop moaning about having packed and readiness to flight to LA. I remember saying on Six Music, likes show, living out of suitcase with something he liked. Oh yeah. You said that you like living out of a suitcase. On yeah, the I like six the comfort we did of living out of a suitcase when your life's that simple and you just one little box of things. Is life ever that simple, though, Matt? Is it ever really that simple? 
Yeah. Noel Gallagher looks handsome. Does, it looks really good, doesn't it? He's got it? a nice brown jacket on, brown trainers, nice check shirt. Noel Gallagher's here, we're live on the radio. If you've got any questions for Noel Gallagher, don't bother, because he don't answer him. He'll just be rude to you. He'll just use an opportunity to be snide. He was in that lovey, wasn't he? What was he doing what in the lovey? What was he doing there? Like the old days. Yeah. We didn't do a smell check, did we? We didn't do a smell check. Someone should pop in there and do a little smell <laughs> check, because I don't think it was roll with it, country house style, living it up. I think it's old man Noel, <laughs> grinning on the lovey. We've kept him in a special booth because otherwise he didn't. If imagine he was in there, mate, we wouldn't be able to have this nice little relaxed no. chat. We wouldn't be able to get our beloved comic rapport going. This is from someone called Sicily. My sister just blurted out, I thought it was about a little alien too. So we've sent her into the garden. How old Sicily. is this child? Well, it says she's not at all well. She's a subnormal child. Cool. Now she's probably bright as a button. Who cares? But uh, she sounds like a normal child if she can just be sent into the garden. You know, she can't be like in her 40s, can she? Mm. Love you, says Pauline. Russell, you mentioned about packing your bags and that reminded me of the backstage bit on your Doing Life DVD where Sharon was literally dressing you, like taking your top off and putting your trousers and boots on. Does she come over to your house every morning and do this or just before shows? Love you from Pauline. Sharon dresses me all the time when she's in the country. However, at the moment, she's in Los Angeles. Oh, right, so around. when you got deported, everyone else just carried on? Well, Nick came back with me, thank God. But like, you know, How did he know? How did you get a message out of the room? It's really hard because I won't let you use your phone or anything. You're like a proper criminal. It's awful business. I'd like, you know, they let me sneak out of there. And when you go to the toilet, you're allowed to use a phone then, unless you're Noel Gallagher, straining and grunting <laughs> <laughs> and worrying about your farmers. <laughs> oh, how shelled looking boys, handsome as the day is long. It's funny, you know, like, uh, you went to the BAFTAs the other day, Matthew. Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. You weren't there, were you? No, I couldn't be bothered. A lot of people saw you, uh, a lot of people saw you on the, uh, I could be bothered, I'd love a BAFTA, but, you know, I mean, you know when you think, I ain't going to win a BAFTA, if I'm not sitting there all that time with no BAFTAs to show for it. It's all right, it's actually quite fun. You said that, mate, but, like, Noel said, that like, when he see you, he said you were sat there all red faced and sweating in a suit he goes you know when you see someone with long hair on a suit you think that geezer's a stripper gram <laughs> you're like that's it I go, it's not a good look is it it's hard to unless yeah. you put your, and then if you have a ponytail you look like a yuppie yeah if you have it down you look like someone in court someone in court you even look like yeah you're sort of going up for a magistrate's court for petty parking violations or like <laughs> about had velcro seams and about, <laughs> hey i'll give you the full monte <laughs> you thought the old sod yeah so no sort of a compliment here. Yeah, so, so it's in a backhanded way. It's very much a compliment you've had there. Um, right, so yeah, deported I was. Deported. Um, right, but I've had a nice couple of days back in London. I've quite enjoyed it. Uh, the other day I had to go to the American Embassy, try and get my visa sorted, right? What, what did you feel? I just can't imagine. When I heard that, I thought, I bet he was going mad on the plane. Did you uh, nearly cry on the plane? Did you imagine what Letterman would have been like? Well, I'm going to go. They'll have me on later. It'll be a better story, innit? It's, what, it's I'm, amazing that you've chilled out this principles much. of abundance. You're, this is saying you'll be, by the end of this show, we'll be able to throw back in my face, but I'll say it anyway. If you think the universe is abundant and that you can achieve whatever you want and you can have whatever you want through love and being in tune with it, there's no need to worry about anything. It's not like all of the Letterman shows will be hoovered up into a bin. They'll yeah. just have me on next week. And, that, and it's made them more keen to have me on because I'm a wild man. So why do you have little hamster sex? <laughs> Fitting it into an hour. <laughs> I've got a little bit to go, so I thought I've got it in there, Here we go again. Do you want to try the bubble? Tell us the truth about that story. I had it off for about. I think I had it off for about three times. I remember I did. You know, give her a proper going over. You deserve to be deported from here. 
<laughs> no, I'll just give it a works, you know. Oh, you sexist. <laughs> What's wrong with being sexy? Look, I just, you know, I had proper sex with her, but, like, uh, it was only about three times, and that was over the course of the evening. I do, like, if I'm having a very good bit of sex, I will do it six times over, like, so a couple of times before you fall asleep, wake up, you know when you wake up at night, your winky dragged you from your dreams. Wake up, there's this woman in the bed. Then I'll do it a couple of times in the night for that. Then maybe a couple of times in the morning. for You know, that's when it's properly that's still interesting. Good. Yeah. But six times in an hour, you do yourself a mischief. That's yeah, when that's you get a right. friction burn on it. Poor little fella. This is the Sony nominated <laughs> Russell Brand radio show. Do you know we've been nominated for a Sony? No, you're going to come to the event if we all go. What's he spinning that for? I don't know what he means by that gesture. He just whirled his arm around, probably like, a gramophone! <laughs> I've got a gramophone. I've got a gramophone. It's Master's voice. I was saying we've all been nominated. I think. Oh, we've all been nominated, right. he's part of the show. Of course he's part of the show. An integral part of the show, Noel Gallagher. He'll be here in studio later. If you've got any questions for him, email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can give us a... We'll never know if we don't answer the phone, so there's no point doing that. Guess what I've done today? <clears throat> what did you do today? Right. Oh, I'll just tell you this thing. You know when a homeless person comes up to you and tries that lie of like a Oh, I've got, I'm on my way to a job interview, so don't think I'm a drain on society because I'm on my way to a job interview and I just need a pound to get a bus. One of them yeah. homeless people was like a couple of rungs up the ladder where they've managed to pull themselves together to get a bit of a look. But they've got a little trick going on, I know. There's yeah. a bloke in Camden who puts fake blood on his nose. Does he? How do you know it's fake? Because he does it every day. Right. He walks up and down. He's got a little, like, he's got a scar on his nose. He and puts he... fake blood from the joke shop on his nose and walks around and goes, oh, Mate, have you got any money? Because uh, I've got some blood on my nose. I've got to get some tissues to wipe away this punch. <laughs> it's really weird. Imagine that he has to keep going in the joke shop, though. That's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, the tube of blood, please. <laughs> Thank you. And now, to get into character. He's got a house as well. Yeah, of course he has. They're all all right. <laughs> no, they're not. We have to support everyone, yeah. we're all one. So, uh, this, uh, yeah, this homeless bloke came up to me, he sort of had his jacket done up a little bit, and he was, you know, he'd pulled himself together, one up the ladder, sort of homeless sort of fellow. I imagine probably might have had an education and quite a good background before drugs dragged him, dragged him into the streets, down, down, deeper and down. And then it like, goes to me, oh, hello, I'm on my way to a job interview, uh, I need a pound, uh, and I just like, oh, go see how I might give him some money and that. And he went, oh, God, what was his excuse? I'm on the way to a job interview and I just need I a left pound. the house without my wallet, I carried on with my journey, then I thought, oh, God, I'm going to try and get a bus now, you know, so so the, you could drive a bus through his bloody story. It was yeah. a load of old rhubarb. Didn't so make what's sense. the point of that story? You go someone a pound. I'm quite nice. What That's a it. nice guy. <laughs> hey! Come in America, let him in. <laughs> if America, if you'd like a nice guy in your country, <laughs> why not try Rusty Nutbuckles? <laughs> That's my new name. Uh, then, guess what I've done today? Guess what I've done today? Nick, uh, our manager, had to have a, a assist cut out of his back, right? Don't tell everyone that. He don't mind. Oh, well, I was, I'm bloody watching that, mate. Assist being cut Lanced out of his back. I went in there. A proper surgeon went in there. Give him an injection. First of all, they give him an adrenaline and like he had to lay down prostate over on a couch, right? He gets an injection of adrenaline and anaesthetic into back, but firstly, it's like just subcutaneously, so there's a bubble of it just under You've the skin, the like a blister. No, I've, known it, well, I've known it a while. Because okay. I use it for subcutaneous pain. I use it in a more metaphorical way, usually, but I don't often get a chance to use it literally, so I thought, you know, drop it in. Then she burrows, or he burrows deeper and puts it right into the core of the thing. Then he, like, then he does an incision. First of all, just cutting the skin or dermis. Then he, like, <laughs> <laughs> then like he cuts off line after line. Did, Did you oh, do this? <laughs> I couldn't. Nick dead. <laughs> right. Anyway, we're being managed by me now. And, uh, <laughs> you've got a new heavy metal radio shack. <laughs> it's going to be a real hit. Uh, no, like, so then he goes deeper and deeper with his scalpel. Because you're a celebrity, they let you watch that. Yeah, normally, I think so. Did you have to scrub up? 
Didn't scrub up or anything. What? I had my willy out. <laughs> I was going, oh, I said, cut him deeper. Cut him deeper. Cut an orifice for daddy. Oh, oh no, no. I apologise to Jesus. The same planet that Jesus lived on just had that said on it. Why? Why has it happened? Cut a bit deeper. Going deeper for his skin. Then you see the, the, the skin of the cyst. The cyst is like a little stomach. It's got its own like skin, like a little durex or something. Then he punctures that. And this white phosphorant marshmallow cloud of matter oozed out like toothpaste oozing from a tube like about half a golf ball's worth of stuff then he separate then the cyst sack remains all em uh, empty still tethered to the muscle and he snips into it like with some forceps and then cuts it loose and then he has to sort of stitch it all up unbelievable thing to watch oh god it's really affected you <sighs> that was like a poem <laughs> it was pretty powerful stuff then I chatted up the surgeon's niece. Oh, I knew that would happen. Well, she called Fabienne. Oh, you should Fabienne. have eaten it. Oh, I fried it and eaten it. I wanted it. to keep it, but it was pus. So I thought it might not be nice. <laughs> but it looked all phosphate. It was a glow. It was like mother of pearl. Was he unconscious? No, and it was self-conscious because he had this bloke <laughs> salivating. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, it's like a mini egg. Oh, give us a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing this morning. Then we went to watch uh, Chelsea v Man United. Left. I felt guilty being at Stamford Bridge. I didn't feel sort of right there. But I also felt like I was infiltrating enemy lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I saw Joe Cole's bird. Right, you know, and she's fit. Carly or something she's called. Right? No, it's Sid Owen's bird. Have what? you seen her? What is this from your BAFTAs? Oh, Hollywood Matt Morgan, live <laughs> from the BAFTAs. Hey, have you seen Sid Owens, Bert? Hey, have you seen Anna Moon's tit? <laughs> Matt Morgan, live from Hollywood. Here, I put my hand underneath Benny's hand, tickled him on the scalp. <laughs> <laughs> live from Hollywood, it's Matt Morgan. Shut um, up, you'd have gone if you'd won it. I would have gone if I'd won it. Well then. And then I'd have made you... I was, John Hurt you know was there. <laughs> was like, no, we thought the funny laugh. thing about John Hurt. What was that thing? Uh, it was that like John Hurt the playing man. the Elephant Man. John Hurt, no, he was all right. <laughs> Who played it's the Elephant Man? John Hurt. <laughs> no, he was all right. It was just acting. It was all makeup or something. It was quite good at the time. Smile about it now. Um, so, uh, hold on. I was on about something. Joe Cole's bird. <laughs> Carly. Right, I see her bowling down the street, bold as brass, red, tight red pants. Right, I see her from behind. She looked nice. What? Tight red pants? Yeah, so I strolled up to oh, her. Oh, you mean trousers? Oh god, I've been away too long. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sixty dollary bucks. Make mine a Cadillac. Um yeah, I walked up behind her, she was fit as a fiddle. I goes, I goes, all right, and she sort of went, like, come on, you gonna, you gotta expect people to talk to you. You look at you, you're beautiful, etc. So she goes, oh yeah, you want people to talk to you as well now? I goes, yeah, you're a lovely little sort. She goes, me and Joe came to your show, and I thought, oh, this is some bird I've already. <laughs> With because and Joe must be a mate or something. Pig. Oh, I've already had that. <laughs> Me and Joe came to your show. Oh. Oh, I've probably done him and all. <laughs> probably done that. No, I'm sorry, love. I wasted my breath. See you later. Here, have a peppermint. <laughs> yeah, you might want to look at that leaflet. It's a support group. You can go, oh, turn out. Right? And then, like, uh, yeah, and then she goes, Me and Joe goes, Joe, Joe. And she went, Joe Cole. Ooh, Joe Cole. Because Joe Cole oh, right. came to one of my shows okay. once. I chatted to her for a little bit, and then I had to. You know, when you have to, when you've tried to chat someone up, and you have to sort of manoeuvre it to make like you weren't chatting them up. You must have to do that. Everyone has to do that. Um, maybe, yeah. You chat someone up a bit, and then they go, "Oh, my boyfriend, or whatever it is, or Joe Cole, whatever it is," and you have to go, "Oh, I like Joe Cole. <laughs> I've long admired the skills of Joe Cole." Yeah. Then we went to football. <laughs> it was nice. Then, uh, then I went go West Ham. I had such a migraine, though. I don't want to go on about it, but I did get a terrible migraine. Then I met Paolo Dick. 
Canio. It's ever so nice. You feel like your therapist. <laughs> Nodding. Okay. Are you listening to this? Okay, your hour's up. Uh, it's been lovely. <laughs> you know, the ice cream, you know, went to the toilet. <laughs> now I thought about my mummy's tummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, look, I've got lots of... Anyway, Why is so hot in here? Is this you? Let's take off all our gear. I am getting so hot, I'm going to get an erection. Look, I've drunk a lot of caffeine. I've had a migraine. You know after migraine, someone's going to go a bit unusual. Yeah. You know that? Yes. Well, I'm having that happen now. Okay. I'll take my scarf off, my West Ham scarf. That's no good now, is it? 88291, if you want to text us, email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Later on, we could talk to someone to analyse Matt's doodles, <laughs> not his whoopsies, <laughs> which will be equally interesting. As we all know, he's a terrible coprophiliac. But, in fact, his drawings that he's incessantly doing. Look, have a pen do some doodles, oh, Matthew. Give me a pen. Who am I? Who am I? W.A. Smith. Other news agents are available. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll give name me another one. Uh, Saxons, but that was only in grey, so that's found. But I liked it there, red and white, like a mulberry. John Menzies. John Menzies. Oh, do you remember? It was exciting, John Menzies, for a while. What? Because I had toys. I used to uh, think, oh, I'll go down John Menzies. I'll sit down John Menzies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, wasn't it? Hey, oh, geez, give you a brilliant. pen. Well, you can do I've got a pen. We can so talk to the doodle expert later. Also, we can talk to, well, what's his face? Carmen Mackenzie Crook later. Yeah. If we want to, he can come on the phone. Uh, he's getting done, isn't he? Because, like, rail workers are protesting about that film he suicide did. Because it's, yeah, making light of suicide or whatever. It's not, though, Mackenzie Crook said, and I'm sure he'll defend that when he comes on the show. Let's so hope we don't forget and then just leave it hanging in the air. <laughs> <laughs> the film makes light of suicide. It doesn't do that. Okay, so uh, what should we do? Listen to the record, then get Gallagher in here. Yeah. He sat out there in the holding bay. All... <laughs> I bet he's had trouble with customs in his time, hasn't he? Yeah, I remember he told us a story once. About the that. English custom of eating with a knife and fork, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him ploughing through a shepherd's pie with his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Noel's in here now, right, Noel? Hello? Look at you fiddling with your headphones like you've never seen such Polishing a thing before. Them. No, no, yeah. There we go. I thought you was meant to be a proper musician. You should have seen them before. Oh, well, we call them cans. Cans! We call them in the trade. Yeah. Cans, when you're in America, that means a, a bottom or something. So, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's funny, like, because we all enjoyed watching Matt and the BAFTAs, didn't we? Oh, I would, because you're, I said, I said you're not like when... You know, like when you're in a pub and there's a, <laughs> usually a hairy, sweaty guy with a suit on with a dicky bow? Yeah. <laughs> I just go... He's a stripper gun for stripper the girls gram, in the back room. Russell, you watch it, I said, yeah, but Matt looked like a stripper gun. Did anybody say to you on the way in? Oh, oh hello. Uh, yeah. Judy Dench, she's laughing. You here for Brucey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so... No, uh, did you have a good night anyway? Yeah, it was good, actually. When they played that Brucey thing, that big long thing, I thought, oh, it's a shame he's died. You idiot! He was there. No, <laughs> you know when you just... Brucey! Normally when you watch something like that, it's because the they've died. Dead. You thought we brought him back to life with sheer <laughs> sentimentality. <laughs> He's risen from yeah. the grave. What, what, no, I, what would you... Because you were saying that you, you, were, you, were, you were quite nervous about making a speech if you won, but what oh, would you God. have done if, if you had a won? Yeah. I don't know. We did discuss going up there and going, this isn't about us, it's about Russell. He's got a book out and a film out and, <laughs> you know, just making a joke about And that. he's making one now with Adam Sandler, which is... is yeah, yeah. Strap he can't be bothered to be here. But uh, I don't know, I don't know, I'd have just stumbled. And I wish you had to do this. Well, we're getting nominated. We've nominated for another award, Sony Entertainment Best Radio Show, I think. So, uh, yeah, sure, well, you're, yeah, you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> no, thank no, no, without you, well, no. You look like Indiana Jones at a dinner party. Whilst you were in your brown leather jacket and your brown it's, trainers. This is just, you know, just threw it on before I come out. You look very yeah. handsome. Is Sarah away? No, she's in the bath, actually. Is she? Listening oh, to us? Oh, yeah. In the bath. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, oh crikey. Oh, oh rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind. Splish, splash. <laughs> uh, let's play no, that. She's, uh, no, she's at home. 
She's at home. Oh, mm. God bless her. Right, we've got some questions for Noel Gallagher here. It's from someone called Linear. That's a good name. <laughs> what does Noel think of Phil Collins' retirement from music? Predictable answer, I guess, but it might distract him from killing you, says Linear. What do you think? <laughs> it's long overdue. Long overdue. Long overdue. Do I mean, I, 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 for music, though? Do you actually make an official... Uh, I don't know. Because he hasn't done anything for What are you trying to do? Give him a hint, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's time for an announcement. <laughs> Before we have to endure any more. I, 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 can't, I can't say because it's live on the radio, but he's not a favourite of mine. No. Poor old sod. No. Uh, guess what I heard the other day? That uh, Roald Dahl is an anti-Semite and the Twits was all about Jews. <laughs> it was an attack on Jewish people. That's not true. It's, what I, it's true that I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're caught. <laughs> so that the twits was actually just it's an anti-Semitic. It's true that I heard it. It's true that I heard that. And where did you hear it then? You know, sometimes when you're going to sleep, there's a film in your brain, <laughs> and uh, you're writing it, and you're just out of the film. You've heard that. You've heard that in America, haven't you? About anti. Oh, I might have done. I can't yeah. remember. Hey, yeah, the no, twits. Oh, yes, that's you... an actually anti-Semitic. That's not true. Well, look it up on Google or something. I bet it is. What does Semitic mean? So what does it mean? Semites. Semites. Yeah, but what is, uh, yeah, well, I know. Come on, mate. But what does that mean, though? What does where, anything where does word, mean? Where does the word derive from? What yeah, is I've it? actually, I've thought about that before. I don't no. know. What's, oh, have you? Why don't you do one of your little doodles and stop fiddling with, your, <laughs> with your headphone cable, <laughs> your little Nancy boy? Right, come on, let's read out some more of these emails. Please, could you send uh, uh, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk? You can't Tell leave us. that hanging out. Well, we don't know. Obviously, I liked Roald Dahl. He was nice, I thought. I still like him. You said you saw him in a shed and there's leaves in it. That wasn't rolled up. That's a very painful memory. <laughs> 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 Who said you're no, he wrote in a shed with a bit of wood on his lap and there was leaves on the floor. Right, was that normal? Well, Writing right. in a shed with leaves on the floor. And a big swastika flag. <laughs> <laughs> Looking nobly into the sunset. <laughs> hey? I don't know. Well, let's find out. If he's an anti-Semite, we'll... No, he can't have been. Not Roald Rolled. I liked him. Did I, you? Yeah, I like some of his stuff. Yeah. Good, wasn't he? Revolting Rhymes, BFG, yeah. Mind so Camp. BFG? Lovely about? stuff. Big friendly giant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a big friendly giant. Oh, I never thought I'd you say no, that. No, he said, he said BFG. Roald Dahl. Anti-Semitic remarks. In the summer of 1983, <laughs> he wrote a book review for the literary review of God Cried by Newsweek writer Tony Clifton, a picture book about the invasion of Lebanon by Israel. Dahl's review stated that the Israeli-ordered invasion of Lebanon in June 82 was when we all started hating Israel and that the book would make readers violently anti-Israel. He then went on to say, people of Israel are, inverted commas, twits. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> that's <laughs> about Israel, meaning the government. Not yeah, it's like about Israel people. government. That's not the Jewish people. That's like, you know, that's a whole different thing, I think. Well, when was he goes, in 1983, he goes, there's a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. Oh, that's getting a bit anti-Semitic now. I mean, there's always a reason why anti-anything crops up. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on him for no reason. A stinker. Uh-oh. <laughs> stinker. <laughs> when I think Hitler, I think, bit of a stinker. Yeah. Oh, you if you what six million dead? Oh, you stinker! <laughs> oh, you bloody stinker! That's what Churchill would have said, wouldn't it? <laughs> the stinker! Yeah. Oh, this we must rid our planet of this stinker. <laughs> Not only is a stinker, but a right bum hole. <laughs> and dare I say it, a twit, smelly Nazis. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it seems then, if those remarks are true, that dear old Roald Dahl, bless his heart, was an anti-Semite. It was which a long time. He's wrong. Yeah, well, well, you know, that's still bad to do things well, bad Disney a long was, time. Uh, so right, so we're going to play a record now. <laughs> I work for a lovely little mouse in Buckley <laughs> Pan Blues. Look, mate, I can appear... Look, we don't know what... Well, let's not... Don't look... Don't go 
Walt Disney, mate. Why say Walt? Leave Walt Disney alone, he's all right. <laughs> don't mug him off, mate. He's done a nice mess, didn't he? I like a mess. Come on, leave him alone. He's a bad man, though, isn't he? I don't know what he could yeah, done. Yeah. I liked his drawings. He was fine. Hi ho, <laughs> hi ho. Did you ever see a documentary on Mickey Mouse? How it, he, how it came to be like one of the most famous cartoon characters in the world, and now it's become a euphemism for things that are not very good. Oh, like, really? You know, like oh yeah, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse <laughs> watch. <clears throat> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, well, there was a documentary on how Mickey Mouse has gone from being like as famous as Coca Cola, blah blah blah, to being a, a euphemism for, a, for you know. Tosh. Yeah. Rhubarb. Well, listen, don't start coating off Mickey Mouse, mate. You just brought Roald Dahl up for no reason. That just came Oh, no reason? Hitler, what a laugh he was. A you stinker. can say he's he was a, a stinker. stinker if you want, but I liked his parties. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> that guy could sure throw a bash. <laughs> no one can tell me the Nazis didn't dress well. See? Anyway, like all like Walt Disney, mate, all he done is draw some drawings. He's right as rain. He's good as gold. He's one hero, old Roald. Wasn't he? <laughs> so, all right, look, we're obviously out of bed. Not out of bed. We can handle anything, but yeah, obviously their anti-Semitic remarks are quite, quite wrong. But I suppose this is a difficult position for us. Like, does the qu the quality of someone's art or their contribution artistically uh, mean that we can forgive them certain moral transgressions? Like Noel Gallagher, for example, I'm hates children. But a lot of us enjoy definitely maybe. I love, I love my children. I just hate everybody else's. See, there he goes. He's a lovable misanthrope. My pets, every pet I've ever had, I've so I don't like anybody else. You like your pets? No, I haven't gotten it at the minute, but you know. Why is that? Why? Because baby in the house. Smelly little things, isn't it? Dirty. Well, <laughs> like Hitler. <Yeah. laughs> smelly little thing. That's just my pet Nazi is at his own. <laughs> oh, could I go outside, please, Mr. Noel? <laughs> not really. It's not safe for you yet, mate. You know, a lot of people have got long memories. <laughs> Hello, Russell. Matt and G says, Beef face. Russell, I heard that the Disney Corporation made a load of school children take down their drawings of Mickey Mouse because all the Disney characters are copyright. That's a fact. And you are now working for the man. I hope you're planning to subvert Disney from within and create new surreal cartoon characters like Dolphin Dinkle and Flasher Moomin. That's Beefface's <laughs> views. I don't know if I, I'm going to overthrow the government one day, so can you wait patiently till then? I just until then, just give us a bit of a break. Eh? I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> this is uh, the Russell Brand Show, Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. If you want to send us an email, uh, here's a, a text message from Jim. Matt, or unless it's Jim, might be that bloke at your bed. Matt Morgan, you have a dedicated fan base in Cardiff. Wondered if you want to have your own rock show special on Express Student Radio. Hello, I told you the uh, offers were coming flooding in, now I'm your manager. Did you get it? Let's aim a little get... higher than that. <laughs> did, you get your own, did you get your own rock uh, show? Let's yeah. talks. We're so, in talks. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in talks because I'm his manager and uh, let me tell you, no, it don't look good. Uh, There's a lot of ill feeling. Last time we spoke about it, didn't we? <laughs> Well, come, let's some rock music to one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright mate, do you want to have some record I've done? Don't even speak like that, listen to my voice. <laughs> Go on, do some of your doodle bugs, you ain't even done you a doodle. You can't doodle when you're thinking about it. <laughs> Doodles are like, you know, they just leak out of your brain. Okay, I'm mate. Not under pressure. All right, I don't mind me to be under draw pressure. You, too, now. you know I love you very much. Now, okay, what sort of other stuff? Should we play a record? I've got loads of things to tell you about. Here, did you see me and Jonathan Ross? No, funny, was I? Uh, well, I, I thought so until I seen... Uh, you were telling that story about how great your acting was by saying, yeah, you know that bit where I've got coil in my leg? Well, yeah. I really... Uh, until the fact that I'd seen that in another interview. Oh, sorry for saying <clears> something <throat> twice. I'm really not really off the cuff, are you? Missed that free chords for 50 years. I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I was a bit like... <laughs> 
Um, no, I've heard that no, somewhere before. It. I heard on Sky News. Yeah, but I'm allowed to say, like, I mean, I Maybe think not. it's incredible the amount of new material I come out with. Isn't it, man? Professional comedian. Yes, it's incredible. You're a professional I comedian. work so hard. You're funny. You me a bleeding word for about. When's the last time you turned out a bit of writing? Treatments for films that we ain't getting made because you're too lazy to get your ass over Hollywood, where I'm banned from. How small is Ronnie Colbert? He's a lovely little fella, isn't he? Russell, I think was I think was supposed to be concentrating. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, don't touch me. And what's the other guy, Kutcher? I mean, you're not, you're not going to slug him off because you need an in in America. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit charmless, wasn't he? Was he? I didn't watch his interview because I had to keep going to the lather. You know me. Yeah, you I know, did. I do. I can't. I can't sit in that room all that time because my ass and headache. I <laughs> popped out to go to the bog. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, he seemed alright. And like uh, Ronnie Corbett, who <laughs> Nick Linnin, our hunchback manager, keeps calling him Robbie Cornet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Cornett's in there. I can't watch him. Robbie Cornett. Not deliberately either. He thinks that's who he is. Robbie Cornett. I quite like Robbie Cornett as an entertainer. Mm. This is from Dan from Royal Holloway, University of London. Can, uh, Russell, can you please, please, you and your very high, what, what? Can you please use your high libido and sexual prowess to sleep with all Man United wags prior to next weekend's clash between United and the Amers? I feel this will severely affect the mentality of players and allow Irons victory in a Chelsea Premier League title. I don't think any of us need that to be happening. Can you sing I'm forever blowing bubbles on air again? No! That's not happening. Oh, I heard that. Wasn't that nasty? No one needed yeah, that. You'd be forced you forced to anyway, high just now. Without being yeah, so I didn't have Morrissey there. You crumbled. Because he, I mean, he, he just said, what are you saying? He's, and he said, Russell, you, you will, will do it. it. Yeah. And you did. Oh, well, what do you do? I mean, who do you admire? There must be someone. Neil Young, you like, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So, if he started... I just laugh in his face. Say, <laughs> anyway, what, you know, change the subject. Yeah, but it's Morrissey. He's, he's sensitive. You can't muck him about. You've got to, you know, he's, you don't want to upset him, do you? He's nice. Why? Well, I love him. You know, what can you, what can you do? Oh, you're really sincere to me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'd like, you know, because... Oh, he's got a lot of him. He's got well, like, come on. I love, him. <laughs> I love him. I'm allowed to have a sincere emotion once or twice a week, and yeah. I, damn how, it. How many gigs did he come to in the end? <clears throat> One. He, he come to... I think. I yeah, think no, he comes to two and he's going to come to three. Come, he came to two, I think, which means he was definitely at one. <laughs> he yeah. was definitely at two. Chrissy, he was going to come again with Chrissy Eind as well. Like Chrissy Eind. Do you remember when Chrissy Eind come on our radio show, Matt? Ooh, I see. Ooh, tricky. Did you yeah, hear that? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, it was berserk. Because there was a bad atmosphere and I, to make the atmosphere better, right, went, oh, I had it off with your daughter. And she went, oh, no, and I sort of thought, oh, no, that's going to sound bad because it's going to, because you yeah, know how, like. A, yeah, she's hardcore, man. Because women have the menopause at the same time that their daughters begin to sexually flourish, right? So she I thought, oh, that's. Take Nature's cruelest trick. Yes, it is. Think about it. A woman's going through menopause. Their doors are sexually flourishing. That's, that's true. That's what the whole Electra complex is about, guy. Don't you know nothing about psychology? What's wrong with you today? Why you're not listening to my unusual feelings? That's right. not true, though. Send us information about <laughs> anti-Semite rolled doll. Send us information about Electra complex. Yeah, no. he don't know. What are you asking him for? Well, you see him at the BAFTAs. Had a baby at 20. Sweating. Right? So, when she's 36 and the girl's 16, she's coming into sexual maturity. Right, do your BAFTA speech now! <laughs> right, and the Master winner! doesn't deserve this, I'm sorry. It should never have happened. Sit down with girlfriend, call me. <laughs> Good lad, that's the spirit. Now, let's hope we win a nice Sony award, and then you can go up there and collect it on your own. No, I'll you're sit coming. in the chair. No way, mate. Why I'm not? a big shot. I'm, I'm a real saying, big... We're not going to win that. I'm just saying, oh, I'm no. around. I'm around. That's what I'm saying. Are you going to come? I'm around. I'm in London. I'll, 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 I'll go up there. Yeah, you come. Dress up as you and we'll go up there. Dress up as me. 
That'll be nice. A little tribute. It's about time I've got some respect off of you squares. Right, now I think it's, <laughs> I think it's time actually for some newsy poos in a little while. And here's a few headlines. Walt Disney. What a guy! Roll ball! You bastard! You stinker! <laughs> you rotter! Hitler was a real rascal. So, no, come on. Let's be serious about life. Hold on. Oh, guess what I've done the other day? I was out wandering around. After I went to the embassy, I had a bit of time in my hands. Went to a place called Wolseley. Had a bit of breakfast there. Then bowled off oh. down towards Pall Mall. There was like a, some sort of change in the guard thing going on. It's Queen's birthday. Oh, is that what it was? There's loads of pageantry everywhere. It's one of her birthdays, anyway. How many? Cool. That's none, is it, really? <coughs> well, she has a birthday for the day she was born and the one for the day she was made queen, isn't it? That's not right. Oh, really? Let's, let's have so. some more birthdays. Let's have one now. It's our special birthday show! <laughs> Send us your congratulations and text. The show is a certain number of time old. Are you wandering about, honestly, on your own? With Nick. Me and Nick Lennon was bowling about. We went down to see this change in the guard thing. There was a policewoman on horseback, right? I flirted with her. Uh, wait! Actually, yes, that did happen. But first, this. The horse had a great big mad erection, and the policeman was just sat there, oblivious to it. So she was sat there on horseback, and the horse had proper good art on. I mean, I don't want to sound like a pervert or nothing. I don't want to get all Mr. Hands, but it had a real proper erection on it. And uh, Nick see it and goes, here, look at that, sweet, look, look at that. And I goes, I'll get a photo of that. I goes, that could be a postcard. That's brilliant. And, that is. and like, he took a photo of it and that, and then we started getting into it a bit more. So I went over. I goes, oh, I'll stand by it. I goes, can I have my photo done? And she went, oh, hello. And it's really good because the, the whole policewoman thing dropped. Hello, oh, my sister loves you. Oh, come on here. Let's get our photo done. I goes, your horse is disgracing himself. <laughs> well, who can blame him with me on his back, eh? And it all got killed. I goes, I like your leggings. It got she said saucy. that? Yeah, she was called Jess. I goes, what's your name? And she went, Jess. Like, the little policeman thing went out the window. I like that. It wasn't like that in the old days when I was always getting my collar felt. Nice to be able to, you know, chat to him like a normal woman, isn't it? That's the way it goes, isn't it? When was the last time you got nicked, Noel? Uh, 1989. That's ages ago. Mm. You little slippery sir. customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slipping about. Yeah. Do you have problems at customs as yep. a result? I get secondary immigration every time. What, that little special room that I had to go yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. I got... I done, the, I done the same as you, kind of didn't, didn't... Forgot to mention it on the way in once. Mm. And uh, then somebody wrote a book about... Oasis, you know, your band. And uh, mentioned it, and the next thing was, could you just come this way, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's a drag, Smiling isn't it? Smiling at the it's summer sky. This is bagpuss music, you mug! I made a mistake. Matt put this on because he liked it. Don't sit at home. I like it. Well, no, I mean, to, to his credit, he just said, oh, I've made a mistake. He owned up to it. I mean, it's good. It's a good track, mate. But it's like what it is. It's, you've, this is when you're sat at home in one of your little come-down holes listening to this. Oh, course, you. I'll play on the radio. I'm just shivering all guilty. Of course it's Bill. Oh, well, this really speaks to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't really bode well for your own radio career, though. I have your own radio right. show if you kind of... Imagine if I wasn't here to rain him in. But it's people yeah. enjoying this and we're chatting all over it. Well, of course it's people enjoying it. It's a good bit of music, yeah, but bloody hell. Put, put Billy Idol on. What? Yeah, because people would enjoy that, wouldn't they? <laughs> You've got no taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, would a man with no taste do this? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. And then would he not sing that at a wedding? All right, go on then. What do you want to put on? Scar right. tissue? Go on then, if it makes you happy, listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Uh, there was the news, but just then, that was saying, else. what was that, Matthew? That was Bert Yench. Good old Bert Yench, just then. And, oh, look, what about a moany, moany thing, Billy Idol? That's good. Why do you want Billy Idol? It's not Oh, I saw him on the aeroplane. <laughs> I oh, forgot. Why? Yeah, I saw him on the aeroplane. I didn't talk to Probably him. He wasn't I was even talking him. Talking to his daughter. Someone else. I was talking to him. It was Billy Idol!
do? I had a sing song in with, with, on the on the last Oasis tour. We ended up in a festival, and he was there. And in, in the hotel bar, he got on the piano and was singing "Let It Be." Really, <laughs> really, crazy days, I crazy days. All right. Yeah, and, and I looked at him and I went, "Billy, that's your first number one." I, I looked at him and said, "If only you would let it be, Billy. Come on, <laughs> come on, Billy. That'll do. That's enough of that." Matthew, you all right? Yes. Good hope. So, uh, Semitic refers to the Semitic languages, Hebrew, Arabic, and also to the Semitic peoples, those who speak in such tongues. It just means them languages. Oh, right. No, all right. I've Happy got a now. Name. Yeah. Matthew, it's Hebrew. Why do you always say that every week? You say that more often than I say, I, I like birds. That yeah. It's like you every week. Matthew, me, he's giving the gods. Cozying up to the Semites. Stop cozying up to them. They don't like you. They will oh, no. never accept oh, you as one of their own. It's just, it was never going to happen. Brand means fire in German. Ah, so got it, everyone. German fire, look at you. Yeah, yeah. I am a German fire. Yeah. Such as you might find in a Nazi's <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> which would be an evil hearth. You have an evil hearth and your chestnuts are evil and your horse brasses are worse. Okay, we've got Noel Gallagher here. He, I believe he plays records or something. There's Matt Morgan, Mr G, the Poet Laureate, is even now making up all nice poetry. Thank you for your emails and contributions don't know why we ain't read any because we ain't seen each other for ages none of us are all chattering on but i'm sure it's a tremendous laugh anyway for all of you <laughs> listening perhaps you're in a car perhaps you're on a boat i don't know how you live it must be tremendous so uh, on, on the uh, on the on the phone right we've got mackenzie crook out of well he's a film star now isn't he like we all know it's you're right mackenzie you're very well thank you thanks for uh, letting us ring you mate uh, uh thanks i'll just interview you in a professional way if you would like is that okay no or I'm professional, I don't mind, either way. I remember when I used to see you at, like, remember, I used to do, like, stand like, we used to be at stand-up gigs, same sort of time. You weren't even, you might have been on the telly doing Mr. Baxter, but you weren't famous or anything, were you? I don't know, the good old days, yeah. Bagshaw, Bagshaw, Baxter was who it was based on, I reckon, out of Grange Hill. Was it called, <laughs> was it? Uh, that was based on a teacher that used to teach me a school whose name I can't mention. Oh, for legal reasons. We, if that was even me or Matthew's teachers, we'd mention it. Well, Matthew wouldn't. Don't, mate. There's a lot of things go down in my school. <laughs> Matt, Matt's still scared of his school prefects. <laughs> he thinks they can still get him. <laughs> Don't, mate, because I'll have to face the wall for ten minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, Mackenzie, what's going on with the, why the tube union and all that? Is that all right? Can you talk oh, about that? Man. They're, yeah, they're, they're all up in arms w without having seen the movie, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm. They're, uh, yeah, they're, they think it's a distasteful thing to make a movie about, which I would normally agree with, but mm. we haven't made a distasteful movie. You wouldn't be able to make Schindler's List or Be uh, Life is Beautiful or any films, really. Or Escape to Victory. On touchy Good subjects, point. quite. Noel's piped up with Escape to Victory, which is his contribution <laughs> to that, one, yeah. which well, is Noel's yeah, favourite film. Well, it's the touchy subject, isn't it? You know, yeah. football and the Second World War. Noel yeah. thinks that that's a documentary. Yeah, documentary. <laughs> you know, Rocky used to be football, and that's how he's developed his cat-like instincts in the ring. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so they've taken, they've not seen the film, but really it's a good film, isn't it? That Gemma Arterton's in it, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, you've acted alongside her as well, I believe. Yeah, I fell in love with her a little bit because yeah. she's so beautiful. She is beautiful, yeah. She, she's in it and she's marvellous, and yeah, it's a good film. Who else is in it? Uh, Imelda Staunton, Colin Meany. She's brilliant, uh, Imelda. Anthony Sher. Yeah, Anthony Sher, proper actors. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, it's a good cast list, so that they wouldn't agree to do a film that was distasteful, surely. Of course they wouldn't, Mackenzie. Their, their inclusion is a stamp of approval. Yeah, even if mine isn't. You could be swayed, I think, yeah. <laughs> by bright lights and glitz. <laughs> you could be distracted like a cat chasing a torchlight. <laughs> exactly. I'm a bit naive, but those, those people aren't. They're not naive. <laughs> they won't be hoodwinked into doing things like that. How's your happy, blissful family life? It's, it's 
happy and blissful. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's asleep upstairs. That's why perhaps I'm being a little bit quiet. But no, no, not at all. Have you got? Have you got more than one child now? I've got two now. Yeah, I've got a daughter and a son. Oh, see, oh. people are out there living lives with daughters and sons and same, sons same and daughters. Same dynamic as I've got. You've got that dynamic, now. Yeah. Oh, I feel envious of it. That yeah. dynamic sometimes. You should do. I do feel envious. I'm very lonely. You should do. What, oh, are you? Not really, I'm alright, I haven't had time in life. Oh yeah, sorry, Mackenzie. You're living the dream. <laughs> I am living a dream. <laughs> a grim, hideous dream. <laughs> Go on then, uh, right, let's ask for some, let's ask you some questions. You worked with Al Pacino, when? Yeah, I was in uh, a movie of The Merchant of Venice a few years ago. Oh yeah, back. yeah, you were in that. Things with, with Alistair, as I like to call him. Do, do you call him that, really? To no, me? no, I no. call him Mr. Pacino. <laughs> do, uh, do you, like, say, say you'll meet, like, you have to meet your heroes in that now, being a film star, do you sometimes be, get a bit carried away and not treat them normally and be sycophantic? Uh, I try and be professional at all times, but inside my head there's a little voice screaming, that's Al Pacino you're talking to. Yeah, I can't silence that voice. Can I, you not? I let it come out of my mouth sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah. Gallagher's reacting. What no, are you saying? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He sounds like he could be professional. You, you probably not. I can't be professional. Mackenzie obviously can be. That's why his career is flourishing. But like, what happens with me? <laughs> like, I met Paolo Di Canio today at West Ham. Oh, what's he been in? <laughs> He's been in a bit of a jam for pushing over a referee when he was at Sheffield Wednesday. But like, um, like, I met him, and like, he was because he's all Italian and everything. He was being all really passionate about like you know the club and the way that people should play. And he, it was really funny because he was referring to West Ham as you. He going, "You are a great club." It's saying to me, like you, right. "You are a great club. You are great people. You are a great team." And I was thinking, "You played for West Ham for five years, sure." Like, you know, and I thought I really liked the way he was doing oh, that. Man. And he's being so passionate and everything that I thought I'm going to say so passionate now. <laughs> Do you know I, mean? I got, sw <laughs> oh, I got no. swept up. Yeah, it was a mistake because I'm always doing this to footballers. Well, no, I've only ever done it to Mark Noble at West Ham before, but I did the same sort of thing. I went, like, just as he was going, because he'd been quite passionate. He'd done quite a few. You ask him if he ever kissed a man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't try and queer him up. I just got a bit passionate. Like, I just, like, I went to him. Like, he shook me hand a couple of times, and then on the last hand, I went, I want to take this opportunity to thank you everything you go for this club. <laughs> like, because that, <laughs> that was the voice in my head, Mackenzie. I could, I let it come out of my mouth instead uh, of. No, yeah, I'm, I'm able to suppress that voice somehow, yeah. but. Uh, uh, but I do get excited. Because like, you mustn't go like to, like, to Albertino. St. Neville Woman was a bloody inspiration! <laughs> <laughs> you were blind! Yeah, uh, he, he was going to annoy people, innit? Oh, Mackenzie. Oh, Mackenzie Crook. Remember when there's on 11 o'clock show? Yeah, yeah. Was, those were the days as well. Was it, <laughs> 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 it alright being on 11 o'clock show? No, it was a little bit. I, I, I don't know. It was alright at first, but then I was sort of demoted to class clown and I just mm. had to dress up in costumes and, and do the funny sketches. On the, fir the first few episodes, I was behind the desk with Ian and Daisy Donovan. I liked it when you were behind the desk. Yeah, it felt good to be behind the desk, but, but then, you know, three episodes into the series, I was suddenly just in a spacesuit or in an ABBA costume or something. That's not very nice. That and must have been. second series came around and they forgot to ask me back. But then your career flourished. You went on to become beloved Gareth out of office. So I had the last laugh. In a way, yes. Yes. Sure. Class clown, do you get. <laughs> don't you get asked a lot if you're a class clown in interviews? People go, uh, Mackenzie, you're a comedian. Were you a class clown? Yeah, I went to school after, when, after the class clown was abolished. We didn't have class clowns. <laughs> yeah, that was a breakthrough piece of legislation. Uh, we have <laughs> corporal punishment, that's going. Class clownism. Thinking about it, this having the class clown is slowing down the teaching process. <laughs> Once he's been nominated, he's almost obliged to do some clowning. Otherwise, his costume looks preposterous. Yeah, it's stupid to even have a class clown. Mackenzie, I reckon... I'll go, should we go and see Mackenzie's film? I'll go and see it. I, I like English film. 
films like that. Is it romantic? Yeah, it is a bit of romance between me and Miss Sarterton, in fact. Hmm. Do you, mm. did you, you know how you're all happy and everything with your wife and your children? Do you yeah. not a little bit want to have, have it off with Gemma Arterton or did you not feel those feelings? Um, they're in bed, Mackenzie. You can no, put me on the spot. <laughs> mm. so, they're all asleep upstairs, you can tell us. Mm, tell us. I've got to pretend to, to fall in love with her and do rude things with her, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? I suppose you can get it out of your system. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I've got those memories <laughs> logged in my memory bank there. Yeah, no one could take them out of the old <laughs> memory bank. <laughs> Getting it into her system is what you're talking about, aren't you? No. Like, before you came on the line, Mackenzie, we said, right, <laughs> no, please don't say anything to embarrass her. Because you know Jonah Hill, our super bad, Mackenzie? Yeah. yeah. He came on our radio show well, when, so I, when I was in Los Angeles. You like that. <laughs> right, well, listen, so, don't blame me because I didn't give someone a formal invitation. Like, who are you? It's like some. You're like, the host of the show. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> You're the host <laughs> of the show. <laughs> listen, right, listen to this, Mackenzie. You not say that like a cartoon horse. <laughs> Who's the host <laughs> of the show? You sounds like Mr. Ed piping up <laughs> in his stable, right? He goes, right, he which I've got Jonah Hill on. I goes, uh, oh, this is Jonah Hill. All right, no. And Jonah was already in the room. He went, so? Right? And stuff I like that. didn't say that. You did, no, you went, so? And then he no, went, I and I goes, oh, I goes, he's, um, I goes, he's, and he went, hey, no, I'm a huge fan of yours. And he goes, yeah, you're huge, all right. Well, that's that stuff. <laughs> did I say that? Yeah. Yeah, you did. No. You're that fat lad. Yeah, you're like, you're that fat lad. Like, and he goes, no, you said he's out of whatever film. Super bad. Stop right, being well, rude about I'm, everyone. You're you the big, that's all right, I might have said fat lad. <laughs> Why are you saying that? So, like, we thought, like, was he, you know what I mean? He could pipe up. If you know him well, it's tolerable, this sort of yeah, behaviour. You can't handle it. Don't phone me. <laughs> he's not phone. He's been on the radio. I'm sorry about this, Mackenzie. I'm right. sorry you had to hear this. Yeah. Do you know Noel Gallagher, Mackenzie? We've never met. I've never had that pleasure. Well, frankly, I wouldn't bother. He's a very obnoxious <laughs> man. <laughs> very rude. No, I'm not. No, you're lovely, actually. I'm a lovely man. That's why I felt very let down by you. I like Mackenzie, that by the way. I, I, love, I love his work in the office. Yeah, he's a, yeah, we're all very proud of you, actually, Mackenzie. We've just, damn it, you're a bloody good actor! <laughs> <laughs> You've given us so much and we can't return it! There's a voice again, mate. You've got to suppress it. Yes, that was a suppressor, wasn't it? I realise that now. When it starts to cry inside my mind, don't say it out loud. That can be a rule of thumb from now on. All right, mate, well, we've got, what, say, what's it called? Free and Out? Free and Out, yeah. We're going to see Free and Out. Oh, but hold on. Don't, we don't want it to be more popular than the film I'm in, because that's yeah, my... Yeah, of course, you're on the side of buses as well at the time. Yeah, we're yeah. on the side of buses instead of being under the train tracks. Hey, no, come on! I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. sorry, I don't want to stir up controversy. It's obviously, like, it's not Mackenzie's fault. I don't think Mackenzie Crook's message is kill yourself under a tube. I don't know. It never has been, no. It never has. Although, in The Office, I did sometimes, if you play The Office backwards, <laughs> a lot of your lines are, go down to Aldwych Station, fling which would be a good place to do it because it's been closed for years. Yeah, we'll have a real laugh down there. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much. We'll leave you to your domestic bliss while me and Matt go and prowl London streets like red-eyed vampire men licking pavements in the vain hope there might be some discharge. Nice talking to you, Mackenzie. Excellent. Cheers. Take bye it easy, bye. mate. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I'll see you. No, well done, Noel. You managed to wind your neck in, not insult him. It's good, isn't it? Breakthrough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't insult him. I like him. Yeah, well... I didn't insult the other lad anyway. Oh, no. No. No, I didn't. All fat people like being referred to as fat lads. Get on the treadmill. Get on the treadmill. <laughs> if you can't handle it. There you go, Noel Gallagher there. Oh, if you yeah. want to text but us... I got eight, eight. a shrug of recognition there from Matt. You didn't hear it on the radio. Well, did you do a shrug? That's part of his... Yeah. That's part of his you know, yeah, no, but business. it's like, yeah, but I think that, that don't you have to, uh, like, I don't think it's bad to take the mickey out of people once you've established intimacy. It, like, was, worth it, it was worth it just to listen to you squirm and your new little Hollywood pals over there who's yeah. probably got, and you were going, oh, 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 no, 
I wasn't doing that out of Hollywood. I was doing that because I didn't want someone's feelings no, to be hurt. Because I'm a think nice I might man. Have thought I might have blown it for you. You were like, ah, yeah, this is that step to son. Jonah Hill who made a call to the embassy. Please. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't let me make it in Hollywood, can you? <laughs> oh, I'll stay here, I suppose, shall I? <laughs> Russell, don't go to Hollywood, Russell. <laughs> stay here, doing a radio show. Right, okay, should we stick a record on? Come yes. put one of mine on. What like? Billy Idol, you've got three Billy Idol songs in there. It's <laughs> sickening. <laughs> Billy Idol, Billy Idol. Did you, did you talk to him on the plane? What did he say no, to you? No, spoke to his daughter. Did he say, He was real crazy. He was up for something. I don't know. No, he was just sat quietly with his daughter. What's he look like now? Like, quite handsome, surprisingly young, and uh, like he was sat next to his daughter. I chatted to his daughter for a little while. But then How old was his daughter? 18. Sure it was his daughter? Yes, because I said, what is your relationship to Billy Idol? So you just checking? <laughs> As I clasped her bosom. <laughs> How do you know Billy? Oh. Oh, I do apologise. <laughs> oh, I don't know for infringement. I'll go and sit in economy until I've learned my lesson. <laughs> um, right, okay, so what's this Eagles of Death Metal? Matthew, pack that right song. in. Put Adam Green on. What? Oh, no, we've heard uh, that already. All right, put on, put on a bit of Elton John. Goodbye, Yellow Big Road. Yeah, why not? It's all right, isn't it? Put that on, we'll yeah, compose ourselves. Do not put Paul Simon on. We won't put that on, that's oh, Matthew's like that. choice. Of course he does. Yeah, but you like that bloody, would you just stick on now? The dopey edge. What? That thing you just Bert put on. Yench. <laughs> no, someone edge. from Sesame Street. <laughs> Goodbye, Yellow Rick. Oh, God. Yellow, yellow Rick. <laughs> yeah, Yellow Rick, he's this little fella, I know. I think you got Jordis or something. <laughs> Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That's by Elton John, of course. Um, before that, we were having a little chat with lovely old Mackenzie Crook. And uh, we're supposed to talk to that. Talking about a group text. Oi, watch it. Don't. We're gonna, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to get that policewoman in here. Oh, in here? Was she on the group text? Oi! Stop it! Know. Right, you. Matthew. BAFTA. Right? Gallagher! <laughs> <laughs> right, you, okay. You've got nothing on me, Brian. You, you've got on. nothing on me. All right, Bobby Gillespie in your back garden. Yeah? Old yeah, well, that says more about Bobby Gillespie than me. Yeah, I know. I'm well, you did have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> and in a garden as well. He was dying to do it in the conservatory. <laughs> oh, no, oh, let me have the warmth of the conservatory. <laughs> Uh, listen, right, okay, so, uh, listen, everyone, you were bastard. Um, now, now. <laughs> you said that before the news. What, did you I? Said the B word, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that's, that's in Shakespeare, so. No, it's allowed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you can say that, that's proper Mind you English. got upset when I said the, um, I said. But when uh, you told Joe Rule to F off no, to a pie shop. Sorry about that. I said the word that rhymes with swallocks. Uh, yeah, and you got you got you got the needle with that, but that's yeah. actually in the because Richard Branson cleared it, didn't he? Yeah, for, for the, the Sex Pistols. Oh, all right, fair enough. We'll go, you know, go crazy, guys. I mean, woo! <laughs> it's two thousand and eight. Let's all swear our little ball bags off, shall we? <laughs> Let's all Bollocks. go crazy. <laughs> well, there's Noel Gallagher there. <laughs> okay, it's time for my new item, gay. We're going to have that policewoman on here, but she's bottled it. She might be listening. That'd be nice. That policewoman. I was saying in she here was, or on here. On here, on our radio show, Russell Brand show, nominated for a Sony uh, Award. Hopefully we'll all be in the country and we can all attend as a gang, you know. I know what you're thinking, that award's just for you, Russell. No, it's for all of us <laughs> collected, all of us, all of us are involved in the show. So, uh, time now for my new item, Gay. Have you got a, um, have you got a jingle for that, Matthew? Yes. What's that racket? Weird noise. What's that mental racket? Gee, do you leave your phone your, on? Your phone's What's wrong with him? He's listening to music over there. <laughs> 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 he was like, fancy listening to a record. <laughs> Since he's been in the West End, hasn't he changed? Yeah. Gee, go and see Into the Hood if you I'm want to. Mr. Week. G's there. You're going to go and see it, yeah. aren't you, Matt? 
Fancy it? No, yeah, I see it. It's got it's all right. It's got good salt in it. Yeah, it's all right. I don't get out much now these days. You never, you know. No, look at him putting sugar in his coffee. That little old lady, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a funny picture of you. Let's put that on no, the website. No, I know, I know. But that, actually, that where that that came, that that night when, it, when you look like oh, a waxwork mum's yeah, mate. You're saying, <laughs> saying that I look like an old woman. Not an old I, woman. No, no, no. You said the words. Old woman. Do you look like someone called like, I uh, thought, all right, Brenda. well, I'm going to have it out Brenda, with the... next door. Oh. Brenda from next door's come over in her pinny. All right. all right, hello, Russell, yeah. you still don't see you on the telly last and night. And then I You're thought, right, well. I'm going to have it out with the fat lad then. <laughs> right? And then we'll see who's look, an old woman. I like fat people, as a matter of fact, so especially a woman, and it's made her boobs go bigger. So there you go, <laughs> I'm right on the team. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I you know, remember when Les Dawson used to do the two old ladies. Oh, yeah. Did you like them? But, well, no, I, I just had visions of you thinking a lot of that, and I was getting <laughs> Really offended. No, you weren't all fat. You just looked all waxy and glazed over. <laughs> it's funny. You look proper funny. We should put it on the website. It's a really funny picture. Yeah, of why not? Because I, another thing you put on the website is you taking the Mickey out of me, aren't you? Yeah, that's quite what? funny as well. Yeah, is it on, on, like, you have a look in, on MySpace. Him being a right smart ass. <laughs> That was and really he's, funny. He says, "Oh, have you seen us on YouTube? Oh, go on YouTube. There's uh, the thing of me and you being really funny. Yeah, can I have a look? I don't mean funny. I've been hung over. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been a smarter. Well, that's pretty funny, though. I'm pretty funny. Have a look at that. <laughs> if you just YouTube Russell Brand, Noel Gallagher on MeTube, uh, you'd be have a look at me exposing Noel for the nitwit we've all long known him to be. So, time now for our regular item, Gay, where we solve problems. Hello, and on Gay this week we got this letter. It's from. I'm a 17-year-old girl and I'm bisexual. Well, hello, we're in, you're in the right place, love. However, I'm having difficulty finding a girlfriend because there aren't any clubs for under-18s and I don't know girls that aren't straight. How can I identify myself to other girls? I saw something on the internet about bisexuals wearing purple wristbands as a, per a symbol of their sexuality. Is this true? If you give me any advice, it'll I've be really appreciated. Yeah. What? What's purple wristbands? do breast cancer. I thought they were. That's for the VIP area, wasn't it? Same thing, isn't it? <laughs> breast cancer, VIP, lesbian. Give them all one if you ask me. Just oh, be yeah, careful. I'm, I must have ended up in the wrong tent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but listen, uh, well, hold on, we'll all solve this problem. So what's the problem? She's too she wants young to have to it off with girls. Go uh, on the internet. Go on MySpace. Go on the internet, go love. Go on Facebook. You'll be fine, Seffy. And it's good because that's almost like Sapphos, the island where all sank to do a lesbian happened. What's that? I don't know, mate. Lesbos. Uh, we've just Lesbos, found this. Yeah. But sapphic means of lesbianism, doesn't it? I think. Listen to this show. Russell.brand at BBC.co.uk, Sony nominated. I'd rather hope that the truth was it was off the island of Lesbos. That would be easier. That'd be simpler. No, no, Lesbos, that's where the Yorkie bar was invented. This is from Amy. Hello, Russell. All these problems are rubbish. This whole item doesn't work. What? Nat, I! This show. It's the same thing. I'm gay, I like someone, I can't tell them I'm gay. Is it me, Matthew? What, on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me, I'll understand. <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> look the way he looks like a little old lady. <laughs> oh, you say, oh, lift up your penny and show us your ninny. It's no <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you just wait till you've got one of your Hollywood pals. Don't phone me again for America when you've got... I won't, like, mate. I'll save like the Robert, money. Like Robert De Niro one. Oh, yeah, no. Then what are you going to say to him? What's that mole on the side of your head for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Pacino. You're a short ass. <laughs> you your life. Yeah, quite. Don't mention Scientology either. That's a lot of bother, isn't it, That's Matthew? That's rubbish. Matthew, yeah. don't even, Matthew just nods to that question. Matthew's there. Like, you look all scared there. Yeah, I am yeah, scared. I am. Why? I might join it. I think it sounds all right. You should join Tom it. from Manchester says, uh, I have a gay problem. Went to a friend's birthday party. Ended up getting wasted on alcohol, drugs are bad. I was Ooh. one of these free gay lads sleeping over my friend's house whose birthday it was. So there's me, him, and this lad sat on his bed. 
playing the Ring of Fire card game. Hello, I don't know where this is going. I don't know if you know the rules, but basically involves drinking different amounts depending on which <coughs> card, blah, 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 sex, blah, blah. A threesome ensued. The problem is I have a boyfriend. Do I tell my boyfriend I had this threesome or should I leave him thinking everything's okay? I don't want to hurt my boyfriend. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, um, well. That's a better problem. Good problem. Well done. Item. Oh, I just spilled some coffee. Wow, it looks amazing. That's what heroin looks like. That's on like soy, soy, which soy. is bad. So mm. let's get rid of that right away before I go. And, and could someone get gritty on the phone? <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. Uh, well, don't tell your boyfriend. I, you I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, never I tell. If you betray someone, don't tell them. They never forgive you, and it's always lingers in the air. Yeah. All right? You can cope with the guilt, just yeah. don't tell Your him. punishment is you've got to cope with that guilt. Just don't, don't do tell it again. Learn don't do it. it. Learn, you idiot. And he's probably having a threesome behind your back anyway, so... Yeah. Of course he is. He's having a threesome right now. Yeah. In fact, who's this under the desk? It's your boyfriend <laughs> betraying you senseless, gargling up a storm. Hey, let's guess what I told, got told by Uncle Monty out of With Now and I, who I'm doing a film with, Bedtime Story, starring me and Adam Sander, most Adam Sander. Richard Griffiths. He said that the peach... There was this... Uh, there was... Uh, uh, an opera singer called Dame Nellie Melba who to warm up her voice before doing opera songs gargled the sperm of the stagehands right to keep her throat all nice and uh, the ice cream Peach Melba is dedicated to her and was originally used to be served two lumps of peach ice cream with a banana and whipped cream on the top and like before she'd done a gig or opera whatever they call it in them circles all the stagehands were going oh you're on in ten minutes Nellie <laughs> I'm ready and waiting and she'd gargle up their sperm don't lie Check it on he the internet. Rick Monty, really? take well, it up with Monty. Why you locked in your uh, dressing room? <laughs> so this is not wrong when I'm so, about to do it. <laughs> so these lockets are blasted <laughs> awful things. I'm only going to polish it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a bit of information for you. You can have that down in your brain boxes if you want it. And if you don't want it, well, just pretend you never heard it. Man sentenced over wombat rape claim. A New Zealand man has been sentenced to community service after telling police he had been raped by a wombat and the experience had caused him to start speaking Australian. Arthur Craddock... <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, don't blame me. News. Arthur Craddock, a 48-year-old orchard worker from Matuka on the South Island, rang police on February 11th to say he was being raped <laughs> by the slow-moving Australian marsupial at his home, the Nelson Mail reported. <laughs> I'd never let any animal rape me. I'd get, I'd elbow it away. Like a police horse. Whoa. No, never. Because <laughs> you wouldn't want. I mean, you know, That's I've made some mistakes. Palace, with your face in the fountain. <laughs> oh, Her Majesty, <laughs> looking out the window, <laughs> pressed up the against the glass. <laughs> she's at home. Oh, and she's watching. <laughs> it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> Goodbye, England's rose. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, I wouldn't let a police horse do me. He's on the phone, so I've been... What about nice. when you watch animal pornography? you just got to think, well, this is not right, is it? <laughs> so then we keep watching in other news. <laughs> no, I like the thing you said, Matthew, about like animal pornography. Go on, say it again. I can't remember what I said. Well, this is what Matthew. I goes to Matthew. It can't be. I goes animal pornography. It's a bit out of order. I goes, but it is something a bit erotic that people will do such a disgusting thing, and they're out there in the world. He goes, yeah, well, I resent it a little bit. He goes, I'm sitting. <laughs> they goes, this is some dog having sex with a woman, and I'm sitting watching an inch and a half pixelated version of it on my own at home, and the dog's actually having it. <laughs> You're watching. A dog's life, like the dog. <laughs> well, I hope you're enjoying it as much as I did, Matthew. <laughs> I'm prepared to send you a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So that's. It must be hard for lonely men who can't pull. Yeah. Did you watch that and you just better looking than that dog? <laughs> Look at that dog, Bruno, you little arsehole. <laughs> I could treat you right, love. <laughs> Give us a call. But that's what prostitutes are for, isn't it? Hey. 
Prostitutes, I call them sex workers. So that's what sex workers are for, then, if you can't. Ha <laughs> <laughs> No Gallagher there, Captain you PC. You know, yeah. Got the cash machine? I think prostitution's illegal, no? I think. I think. Uh, yeah, but it's, it was frowned upon. It's not strictly illegal, was it? No, not. No, well, there is a law against it. I don't know. Perhaps your interpretation of what's it's legal, weird, Mr. Drugs are like a cup of tea. Yeah, there's yeah, ladies, of, professional ladies all yeah. over the place. Anyway, I don't think it's right to have sex with dogs, prostitutes, anybody really. Cause it's not they're... right to have sex with dog prostitutes. No way. I mean, if a dog asks you for money after sex, you've got to start having a That's serious wrong. look in the mirror. So what do you do then? I'd pay him biscuits. <laughs> Yeah, mate, have dog chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this chocolate. That's just dog chocolate. It's all powdery. You can't eat that. You threw my birthday. So, uh, back to Arthur Craddock and his stupid lie about what being raped. What was this thing about him starting to speak Australian? Arthur? Well, this is that's one of the key elements of the story, because if you're from New Zealand and you start speaking Australian, all that happens is your accent is imperceptibly shifted. <laughs> so it's, like the it's the same. It's the same accent. My same basic accent. Yeah. So chips. I say pin. Well, pin. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Yes. Band meeting. Band meeting meeting like fly the Concord language and tit. He rang back soon afterwards, did old bloke rape by Wombat, saying he was withdrawing his complaint against the Wombat. Of course, uh, look, we've talked it through <laughs> and uh, we're getting married now. So uh, I realised that I did consent to that. He was a bloody lovely Wombat. Um, <laughs> what is a Wombat? Like, then they're like a little kangaroo. Like a little... Is it? I think they're like a little kangaroo, just a little marsupial. Yeah. No, you're thinking of... Well, no, if you get raped by that, just kick it off. That's really? a wallaby. That's a wallaby. Oh yeah, what's a wombat? A wombat. It's like I, a little. I thought a wombat looked like an otter, but with a, like, a, like a beak. A, a, That's like a, a duck-billed platypus. Like a, bit, a bit like a cricket bat. Just turning me on. Award-winning <laughs> radio, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Russell Brand show. Russell dot Brand. Like wombat. Send us an email and uh, change the direction it's of this madness. It's a sort of chunky little thing. Could be actually a member of a pretty Don't get into it, you pair of perverts. What's going on? You two look like you're about to try and book one. Apart from speaking, oh, listen, check this out. It's quite funny. He rang back soon after to say he was withdrawing the complaint against the wombat, a court was told. Apart from speaking Australian now, I'm pretty alright, you know, he told police in a second call. Oh, there's a picture of a wombat. It looks like a, it looks like a bat crossed with a bear, is what it looks like. And it looks pretty pleased with itself. That looks like the one that's done it to me. Uh, Craddock... <laughs> it looks like some other carry-on film. Stick it on the website. Yeah, they are pretty crazy, the wombats. Oh! <laughs> Matthew, I, I wouldn't have it off with that. He looks like a little idiot. <laughs> it does look really pleased with itself. Have a look. How did you find that? I imagine if you put... Uh, one band to Google Images, that's the first thing you come first up with. Image. So have a look hilarious. at that. Have a look, look at, at him. him. Yeah, he's a pretty crazy little guy. <laughs> he looks like uh, he's got a cigar in his hand. He's going, he looks, hey! he looks a bit like Leslie Phillips, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, come on, that was never a way. <laughs> the back and say you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Although you were struggling, I thought that was to enhance it. Come on, bloody fool. How would they track him down? Because they're just looking what? for a wombat. Once he goes and stands by some other wombat. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who did it. That's true. It's like, yeah. If you are a wombat rapist, hang out in crowds. <laughs> Prosecutor Craddock pleaded guilty to using a phone for fictitious purposes and was sentenced to 75 hours community work, ironically, in a wombat farm. Prosecutor said alcohol played a large part in Craddock's life. <laughs> it plays the part of his decisions and phone calls. Isn't that a great child as well, using a phone for fictitious purposes? Yeah. That's so weird. Well, yeah. What do you do? Ring up Emily Bronte? What did you ring up a parallel universe. It was a genuine phone call. It wasn't a fictitious phone call. Although his defence lawyer said he was not drunk on the afternoon of the phone calls. Although the defence lawyer wasn't drunk, Craddock had been. Why else would he have claimed to be raped by Leslie Phillips in a furry suit? Well, there you go. That's some of our news. Uh, we asked Noel Gallagher to pick any record in the world. What did you come up with? 
Uh, jumping jack flash, I think. And didn't you respond like you was like, oh, it's too much pressure, it's too much pressure, didn't you? You went all weird it's about like it. like Marky Smith, but I might, <laughs> I might have said, well, my head goes on to try and pick music, you know? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, that it's is exact hard. same voice. Today. Oh, you but your voice was the same as that impression I just did. Oh, my head's gone, my head's gone all too much pressure. That's what you sounded like. All right, I'll do Paul Young now. Living in a lab and the common people, <laughs> from the heart of the family man. And now I'll do James Blunt. And more money than you. No, go, go. Uh, I met Bobby Gillespie the other day and uh, done a shoot with him for Q magazine. He's half nice. I really like him. He's intense. Right. Uh, you met him ages ago at MTV. Yeah, you? met him there. He interviewed him there. I was a bit scared because it was the whole band that day. Uh, and like, and him, Manny, yeah, he's Peter Arco, isn't he? And then, like, he's a mate, isn't he? Sid James. Yeah. <laughs> Is he, what you, in what way? Uh, he's just, just, yeah, Sid James. Right. Man, they're, all, they're all clean. Manny's. I've only probably been on the wagon for six months. So. That's good, that's good. Mm. Well done, well done, well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I really liked him. We'd done some photos outside somewhere where Rolling Stones used to record. Then, like, uh, some reason I said, oh, yeah, we was talking to him, and I went, rhubarb, like that. And he went, oh, rhubarb and custard. Do you remember that? Rhubarb, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and did it really close to my face. What, why the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Because that was, because that was like acid rock, I like that. Hey, when you've given him Sorry, well, that was acid rock, I like that, acid rock. I really like his hair, and he's really slim. I went to him, because you've got a really small bottom, Bob, here. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, why not? Tell someone I've got a small bottom. Snooker ball. Look at those, tap, tap, I was making that. What did he say to that? He just looked really handy. No, he says, oh, thanks. Uh, it's nice to get a compliment, thanks. Nice to get a compliment. Like that, it was just all really cool about everything. What? Rock star's different to have a photo done with a rock star, isn't it? You've got a different to us. Mm, yeah, me. so what do you mean? What do you, oh, so what do you mean, Well, like me, if I'm doing a photo shoot, um, come on, Vogue, that's bloody well Vogue, baby, yeah, oh, give it mean, to the camera. The camera can be anything you want, Jim, or woman you want us to do, it's a bloke you want to throw a like tennis ball up his ass. You know the picture of the Times magazine last week? Oh, well, that, that was, was brilliant. That made your missus laugh, eh? That one. She laughed out. Why did she laugh that. so much at the picture of me in the culture uh, supplement I, in the Times, where I look like I've got a big fat ass? Well, there was that, well, that, well, that's what made me laugh, but it's just, mm. it just about says it all about you, really. Because I'm like looking over Hollywood. Would go, yeah! Desperate. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Pathetic. You. <laughs> Alright. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> What's gonna do? Hey, here's my apology. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry for that language. I didn't say the whole word, so I don't think that's bad. No, no. Come on, look at the time of night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hello, Russell, says Catherine from uh, the fan site. Hello, everyone on the fan site. Uh, very glad to have your loyalty. The revolution will soon come. Uh, as much as I like Richard Griffiths, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'm afraid the story about the origin of the dessert is wrong, according to Wikipedia. Oh, let's not say. call that into question. Hey! What do you mean? My explanation and Richard Griffith's explanation is really good. What, the Peach Melba? Well, here it is this... It's not semen. Oi! That was a good explanation! They used the stagehands used to gargle... No, she used to gargle stagehand spunk to keep her throat nice. Before she went on stage, Dame Nellie Melba, opera singer. Anyway, or perhaps the Peach Melba is a classic dessert invented in 1892 by the French <laughs> chef Auguste Escoffier at the Savoy Hotel London to honour the Australian soprano Dame Nellie Melba. It combines two favourite summer fruits, peaches and raspberry with an accompanying vanilla ice cream sauce. He had just heard Nellie Melba perform at Covent Garden one night and was inspired to create the dessert just for her. Rumour had it she loved ice cream but didn't dare eat it often, believing it would affect her vocal cords. Escoffier created a sauce 
sauce of raspberries, red currant jelly, sugar and cornstarch. In Peach Melba, the ice cream being only one element in the whole, it would not be as cold and would not harm her vocal cords. Or it's because she used to gargle spunk. <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you decide! OK, so that's, uh, that's that. So perhaps you know, that does sound a little bit more feasible. But why does mm. Monty say that to me? Hold on a minute. We've got more news here on the wombat rape victim. And do have a look on Google Images at their first wombat. It's probably <laughs> cracked us all up. He looks really funny. He does. He looks like he himself is being the equivalent of a nice rape. <laughs> he's like, like he's no, he looks startled. Like he's been, he's but he looks pleased, to do a rape. He? Right. He's planning a rape. Yeah. And someone's taking a flash photograph of it. He looks like okay. he's an actual live yeah. hand puppet. One bat rape. Remember, rape's obviously bad. Uh, a man, <laughs> a man who told police he'd been raped by wombat has perhaps not surprisingly failed to substantiate his claim in court. Arthur Ross Craddock has ended up in the dock himself and been ordered to do 75 hours community work. He said that uh, blah blah blah. What's why have we got this one? The four-year blah blah blah. I uh, don't know if there's any new information. I'll retract the rape complaint from the wombat because he's pulled out. <gasps> oh my god, that's mental. That can't be true. He said, look, he called the operator again and said, I'm dropping, I'll retract the rape complaint from the wombat because he's pulled it's out. Not rape. If it happened, it happened. You can't go, no, he's out now. <laughs> look, uh, you're calling the police. One second and I'm away. He's in, he's in again. No, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's almost as if the rhythm is helping him to reach some sort of. Ah! And now go. I can sing. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> there we go. So and then it's all linked nicely. Apart from speaking Australian now, I'm all right. It didn't. It didn't hurt my bum at all. He added. <laughs> oh come on! What? That's a desperate cry for help. If you find yourself calling the police saying you're being raped by a wombat, I don't know. Go on Facebook Just stand or something. Up. They're only little. Stand up. The rape's over. Scott and Britain's got talent. Yeah, yeah Britain's be. got. <laughs> and then now for a man who can be raped by a tiny, inoffensive <laughs> creature. Despite police telling of Crad uh, the court of Craddock's struggle with alcohol, his defence lawyer Michael Vesty said drink had not been an issue that day. Judge Richard Russell admitted to feeling bemused by Craddock's motive and actions, but he did warn him not to do it again. Look. Don't do that again, Don't will get you? Raped again. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I'll be more careful in future. So about it. I'm partly to blame. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a bit of uh, radio for us. We've got ten minutes more of the radio show. Is anyone else? Are we supposed to be doing anything? Is there anything we've got, like you know, that we've got an obligation to do? Oh, we have contests and things like that. Oh, we've got jingle wastewater, but I don't know if we've got time. Well, now. go on. Let's do a bit of it. Look, there's one for Noel Gallagher. Here. Have you got it up? This one by Matt Owen, Jingle Free, Noel Gallagher. So tonight, this is the Jingle Race War, where you send us your jingles and we use them in the show. This one is by Matt Owen. Let's have a little listen to that. This is Nolan Nolan. Nolan Nolan. Oh, that's really good. It's quite good. Keeper. Right. There's like a keeper. Shall we again? Like yeah. This is Nolan Nolan. <laughs> Nolan Nolan. <laughs> oh, lovely. Brilliant. Go been, that's Billy Odd, isn't it? Moany Moany. So you've been obsessed with him for... Decades. Oh, yeah, I have been obsessed now. I'm thinking about it. I'll keep having what weddings. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's. Mm, what, should we not listen to any of the others? Mugger Harris, an anecdote. Sounds right, doesn't it? From Mugger Harris. Then we can have an anecdote. That's crackers, man. It's like a Terry Gilliam drawing, you know, when. Uh, on Python, me yeah, stuff yeah. and do our women. I used to get turned on by that though, because there was boobs in it as well, weren't there? Mm. Oh, good old boobs. Yeah, but drawings of boobs can be almost as good to a child. That's why I used to like the cartoons in Playboy. That's one what first got me into boobs and everything. Talking of that, what about this tip milk? Mm, maybe we shouldn't go on about tip milk. I mean, I like it. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a great band these guys were. They dominated the 90s. <laughs> were there any other bands in the 90s? I can't remember. I think 90s music, I think these guys. Blur. There's only one band. Oh no, God, there was Pulp as well. There we go. Menswear. Menswear. Elastica. Suede. Ocean Colour Scene. Then I remember some boys that used to do some spitting. Right, listen to this. Time now for anecdotes. Listen to this. Dear Russell, says Dave Franklin, my nan used to love the BBC sitcom Allo Allo. We taught her how to record episodes off the TV on a video recorder. No mean feat, I'm sure we'd all agree. She did this, and on the tape, she'd write. Hello, hello. Oh, oh, all properly. <laughs> hello, hello. It's my program. <laughs> Other anecdotes include my nan. Richard Ship says my nan always says fairy app liquid. Get a fairy app liquid, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Cause it sounds what like. Will an anecdote from my mum count as an anecdote? Yes. Yeah. And I was sat watching uh, the news one day with my mum, and uh, she started reading a magazine on the chair. She looks up and looks at the television, and she went. Is that Robbie Williams on the television? And I was like, it's Lennox Lewis. <laughs> That's messed up. They could it's Lennox Lewis. You know, she's not got bad eyesight or anything. Well, how do you confuse Lennox Lewis for well, Robbie Williams? Well, I don't know. And it's a good job that they aren't confusable, because otherwise you'd be getting a right kick in <laughs> from Lennox Lewis. Because aren't you always forever upsetting Robbie Williams? No. What happened about that? Didn't Robbie Williams say, come on then, let's have a fight? No, it's, uh, it's Liam, I think. It's Liam. Lot of silly bother. Because yeah, Robbie's got an unfair weight advantage, I think. Oi! Don't be mean about people. Even <laughs> and stop, particularly fat people. Leave everyone alone, for God's Basically, sake. So have I just got? Really have I just got to come on here and say yes? Uh, oh no! <laughs> yes. Could you be a bit more <laughs> diplomatic? Yeah, no. <laughs> we no. want our rock stars to be polite, young men. <laughs> You've got to be in the same weight division. <laughs> End of. Listen. Mancunian working class rock star Noel Gallagher. Be a bit more of a responsible broadcaster. She won't come to Sony's with us. And I don't know if you've ever had any rewards. I for your own Sony career. virtually. I own Sony. I've got a lot of money. Yeah. Now then, now then, I've got a brother here with a bit of a talent for singing. Oh, I've broke my foot. I'm sat in a shed. I used to be a Rosie. It's Noel Gallagher. <laughs> well, here's a new item anecdote. And this is from Ruth. She go, when it was getting winter and it getting dark, my next door neighbour said, it gets dark at night, don't it? Well, actually, no, that never happened. <laughs> Dear Russell Matt and G, says Christina Figa, my dad died a couple of years ago. Uh-oh, depressing. After being ill for five years, my nan rang my mum, who looked after my dad for the whole of, of his illness the day after the funeral, to tell him she'd really enjoyed herself at the funeral, and thanks for a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Christine. It's not meant to be a laugh, is it, the funeral? Hey, I had a lovely time yesterday. Well, it guys? Brilliant. Oh, I didn't like that bit where the man in the box went to live under the sea. <laughs> That was boring, but the rest of it, <laughs> that was first class. <laughs> uh, dear Russell, Matt and Mr G, I was at my nan's the other day when my auntie came to visit. My nan told me the auntie, she was going a short for a short break in Krakow in Poland. I think she meant Krakow in Poland, <laughs> but either sounds fun, says Mike. Okay, let's get Mr G, Poet Laureate of the show, to summarise this brilliant show with a poem. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, this poem is called Animal Magnetism. The ever-changing nature of reality is one that presents an invitation of life's fantasy. A custom-built calamity, six times an hour of depravity. Flying high provides the challenge seat to maintain a sense of gravity. Little aliens explaining all the hamster friction burns of criminality. The branded fires of informality, aided by Noel and Matt's wombat insanity. Mackenzie incurred a frenzy under the lens of underground driver's faculties. In totality, it's been a welcome break from life's normality. We've been horsepowered for two hours with only a few trips to the lavatory. Woo! There it 
goes, Mr. G, all on the mic. He mentioned everything well, he does it all. What are you saying, Matt? Police lady. Why didn't you mention the police lady? No, we did, but oh, where right. is she? Oh, yeah. You said she, we had her. Where is that? Oh, she bottled it. I mentioned her, you didn't bring her. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. West End G. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, well, no, she bottled it. She's a policewoman. Come on, Jess, give us a bell. Come and see us. I, would, I really would like to get off of a policewoman <laughs> or a school teacher. Like someone in authority, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Customs official. Well, I've already done that. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> Come on, give us a cuddle. Look Traffic at them dollary do booties. Traffic warden less so, because I don't own a car, so they mean nothing to me, O Vienna. You know, so I'd like... Uh, you don't own a truncheon either. No, no, but I thought I might like to. <laughs> okay, so the show is nearly over. Probably best show for a while, would you say, Matthew? Yeah, pretty good. Best show why, for a while? I wonder why that would be. Um, probably because the first half hour was so strong. <laughs> 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 Give us good foundations before you start coming in here, piping up with all your rubbish and bonkers views on the overweight. <laughs> crackpot. Sarah, if you're still in that bath, you're about to get made all dirty again when your grubby tyke of a boyfriend comes shambling through the door of a house that we all know he shouldn't be able to afford. <laughs> that man is no Gallagher. I've got four swimming pools. I've got four swimming pools. Bonnet's oh, no longer in the band. <laughs> there is no Gallagher. Next week, who knows where we'll be? Most likely we'll be in Los Angeles, California. You're going back over, aren't you, to do some more mixing? I might have to go and remix one track. So us crazy freaks. Oh, didn't someone come up to you recently and say you're that bloke from the Russell Brown show? I was, out, I was out there and some, some bloke came on and said, uh, you're not Russell Brown show, aren't you? And I said, yeah, and he went, thanks for making it good. Oh, <laughs> so a bit of an insult for you, but then a bit of an insult for me. Only Matt escapes with any dignity, and how often can you say that in life? <laughs> Very rarely. We were around these people, like, we went to see these birds, me and him, like, and it was about sort of seven o'clock in the morning. He went to see some birds, I was dragged along. <laughs> Matt was dragged along while I saw some birds. He was sat, he goes, oh, they've got on their iPod, they said he got... I was off with these the birds. The Eagles he... and Nirvana, two, two songs. <laughs> he was just, that was they it, were. on a full iPod. On a whole iPod. He was just listening to that, getting, I've listened to it about nine times, because why is your trousers <laughs> down? Oh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> just pulled his trousers and it was like you know when they convert a mental hospital into some flats it was like a really yeah. beautiful building but it used to be a mental hospital me and it were gone and we couldn't find the like there was a car waiting somewhere me and matt were just shambling off it's That's like seven, seven o'clock in, in the morning all daylight and guilty people walking their dogs they weren't guilty it was us that was guilty we're walking Can't along and like we couldn't find the way out of the mental side i goes come on matthew it's this way he goes you're just the last in a long line of lunatics saying that <laughs> like when there was when it was still an asylum that had been lunatic. come on we can escape we can escape <laughs> then me and him were stood by some bins, right, and I had like needed a wee, and sort of was weeing up on this bin, and we were just sort of standing there, all sniffling and wretched by some bins. We're like, like going, oh, nothing's changed. Was this recently? Yeah, it was like about Last two week. days ago. Sounds like one of your stories from like I know, 15 years. Like, you can't we escape. Together and There's we, no escape. We Hollywood go back melted to, away. Yeah, like but, the mental it was mental on a bin. As soon as we got back together, the Beatles, man. As soon as we reformed, man. As soon as we got back together, man. Crazy, crazy days. But that's it. But you can't escape where you're from. It's like like we ended up in a mental hospital, me weighing up by a bin, him all shivering, oh, I feel you, I'm cold, I'm confused. Like a perverted Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's all we'll ever be. There's no escape for us, Matt. There's no escape from the penal colony. Israeli, I discovered in the film, no escape from the penal colony. In which he escapes from, from the, the penal, penal colony. colony. None of us are doing that. Stand up on that. It was a good hour as well.
will. Come see me, Russell Brand, <laughs> at the Roxy on Sunset Strip, Los Angeles, if I can get the visa in time. Hope so, because I've got another film lined up. It's all looking pretty good for all Russ. Soon I'll be all nice and famous. Get over there and write some nice scripts, Matt. I'm you go over there and do us a nice soundtrack. You write a bleeding poem, and you'll never know which ones I said that to. It's going to be a crazy film <laughs> scored by Matt Morgan, <laughs> written by Noel Gallagher. But G is doing the poems, thank God. So, uh, okay, well, I think it's time for some news pretty yep. soon. Well, next week we don't know where we'll be, but we know one thing for sure. This is a Sony-nominated show. We are the finest people on the radio. We're going to change the world one day. We'll bring you all to freedom, damn it, or die trying. You're a political dissident. What? That's Am why I? they don't let you in. Uh, I like America. Well done. Gork Bush. I like Gork Bush. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, tune in next week. This is the Russell Brand Show. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everyone. Thanks to the listeners. We love you. Hare Krishna. This is some news.